With newspapers, like this whole model has disappeared because of the internet. It's very hard to make money on journalism. And that's a problem because journalism is important, right? Good journalism is important, but, but these days it's, it's very hard to make money off of it. And if it's hard to make money off of it, all we see is clickbait and oh, yeah. driving engagement. Hello, I'm Michael. I'm Radek. And this is The Podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day, working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to our minds. So what uh, is the topic we, want also, we wanted to discuss for many months and never got to? <laughs> um, it's this notion of ethical responsibility of software makers. Now, the two of us, we're software makers. We make software for a living. Um, yep. And it's interesting how um, multiple times we've discussed stuff like addiction, uh, you know, social media and uh, distraction and notifications and kind of us trying to manage this so that we stay uh, sane and, you know, so that our devices stay ours and not us starting to be our devices kind of property in a way. Um, and we also uh, discussed briefly probably at a few times um, stuff like surveillance, data collection, privacy, encryption, etc. And it's just interesting to me how in the world of software, all of this is kind of, um, you know, this is this is fine. Like, this is just a choice a company makes, and um, it's kind of up to you and up to how people maybe see you, just like maybe good PR or, or bad PR. Um, but it's, it's interesting to me how in more mature um, fields, uh, there there is a notion of of um, you know practitioners of a field being somehow responsible uh, for their actions, um, sometimes legally, and even if not legally, then ethically in a way. Like doctors uh, kind of pledge to uh, to do the best they can uh, for for their pa- patients, and it's it's not like oh it's fine like this is you know like if if we do it this way we'll have more data and it's kind of drives our engagement better, right? And it's like, like, like no, there's there's a sense of like you're you have ethical responsibility as a doctor to do the right thing, and if you're a lawyer, there's a there's the same story, right? And you know, the, there's those are fields with um, arguably in in some ways like. Um, more important, like grander consequences for things going bad, or at least it's like the consequences uh, of doing things wrong is is more obvious. And those are fields that don't change as fast, that have a lot of legal barriers, which uh, are difficult to work through. Um, But it's just interesting to me how software defines uh, today's world. Like everything runs because of software. Without software, we you know, we move back the whole civilization, um, you know, half, more than half a century back. And and yet we're, we, we, we don't feel like we're responsible in any way for what we do. 
Like if if we if we work at some company X that wants us to spy on our on our users in a way, whether you would call it like that or not, like you'll probably um, measure analytics to drive engagement or wh- whatever the way you you frame it. But there's just like a lot of things that are uh, that are dangerous in in what we do as software makers, and those dangers are not as obvious. Uh, they might become more obvious um, in a while, in maybe a decade or so. Uh, but but the consequences of things going wrong are serious. We just haven't seen them yet. They're not as obvious as someone dying on an operating table or something like that. Uh, but they're serious. And I think as a as a as a field of software makers, maybe we should get more serious in like how much uh, responsibility we we take for for our actions. Yeah, this is um, yeah. I'm, you know, when you were talking, I was just jotting down down notes what, what <laughs> we should discuss, and uh, if, yeah, we, <laughs> I have notes for I think you know five episodes now. Okay, uh, it's yeah, it's um, in the productivity field we have this notion of of a trusted system. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we have this notion of uh, uh, that you know, in order to be productive, you have to put your stuff, your ideas, into a trusted system. Right, and then you you have to have a a way to retrieve this information, you know, in right time to be able to perform your tasks, projects, and to achieve your goals. And Nosby, our application, becomes a trusted system for you know hundreds of thousands of users, and and this notion that you know we are running a software business where. By definition, we are the trusted system, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people trust us with their data, with their information, with their tasks, projects, hopes, dreams. Um, we have to keep reminding ourselves that you know we are running on a thin line here, you know, <laughs> and and to, our choices are really important. And and increasingly in our type of software, so Nosby as a project time task manager, this already is a trusted system by definition. But also, as you said, by other choices we make, you know, by how we do pricing, by how we do sales, by how we um, track people or do not track people, but what we do with the information, what we do with, you know, and also how we design Nosby. So how we design our 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 uh, our system so that, you know, as you said, we can create kind of addictions to drive, you know, to drive usage, but it's mm-hmm. a wrong thing, for example, it goes into the right, wrong direction, or we can, you know, we can by design, for example, force people kind of not to do something for their good, right? So, mm-hmm. so there are so many things. I mean, it's a very complicated uh, and complex uh, idea, but but there are so many angles to this. There are so many um, angles, and let's so let's let's tr- tr- try to you know uh, talk to through, through them one by one. But because uh, yeah, um, we very often don't realize how much responsibility we have, but uh, but we do. We do, and uh, we have to really be mindful about it. Yeah, and I would like people to think about this responsibility not just in purely business terms. Like exactly, um, if we had a data breach and the information of our users was stolen, um, this would be very, very bad for our business. But it's not just a bad thing. It's not just something we want to prevent from happening because it would be bad for business. It's just like, to me, that feels like a very 
ethical obligation because people like really put important private stuff, private thoughts in there. And we have to protect that because it's right and and not merely because it could destroy the company. Yes, and um, that's why um, uh, when people, it's like very often we don't advertise that behind the scenes we take care of things more than you think we would, right? Like for example, um, uh, I had this discussion the other day about about backups. You know, and people are like, "Yeah, but you know, I want to have local backups of Nosby because you know, in some case, whatever." I'm like, "Really? We have triple backups of everything in you know live on three different continents of your data in in an encrypted form, just to make sure that you know, even if even if our main server blows up today, we can retrieve the information from." Just before they blow up, and just keep you know, and the Nosby will will be just fine, because because we because uh, this is so important, and not because as I said, only because of business, but but we really don't want to lose your information because we are a trusted system for you, so so things like that, or for example, um, uh, in the customer support system that we have, you know, behind the scenes that our our customer support reps are using, uh, when they they can see activity. Of, of, of an account like because you know when somebody writes them an email they, they can access the account information like you know who, who 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 the person is and they can see some activity and over there we already hash out the details so the the, the, the customer support rep cannot see the, the exact task names and project names um, again for the sake of privacy like we don't we don't I mean first of all they shouldn't, I mean, our reps don't really care about your tasks, really. I mean, in a way, I mean, they don't care about, you know, the details of your tasks. This is, these are your tasks, not, not their tasks. But, and on the other hand, we just shouldn't show, show it to them. We shouldn't, I mean, we have the technical, you know, way of doing that. But again, I would say that if we wouldn't, you know, hash out the details, it would be, again, a breach of trust that, 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 that the um, users have with us, that we don't spy on them. We don't look into their, their, their tasks. And we really, des- and so and we, we, we not only say that, but we design our systems in such a way that it prevents us from even, you know, from even tempting us to, to, to look inside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that's, that's like a to me it feels like like a stepping stone like uh a solution uh that we have because that's the best uh possible solution available to us but but like the the ideal is a system where we have no technical means of accessing that data like to me um end to end encryption is is really the goal it's extremely difficult to do uh, in something that's not just for your private data, but something that has to synchronize with the whole team. It's just like, uh, maybe maybe it's possible in theory, but there's just no way we, we could have built that. Uh, maybe one day infrastructure will appear to allow small companies like us to build something like this. But I really like seeing how Apple, for example, as a big company that has a lot of capabilities to, to build that stuff, uh, over time, more and more services that people use are end-to-end encrypted. They are they are encrypted with keys that only the user has. So if you send an iMessage to someone, uh, for a long time, like iMessage was really problematic. Like um, messages would appear out of order and whatnot. Um, thankfully, as far as I can see that's a problem of the past. But the reason behind this problem is because 
they're doing it right. They're not storing like like. Can you imagine how valuable it is to have like years of your private conversations with everyone on the internet? Like, what a treasure trove of data, and it's it's good if Apple had you know systems in place that that would make it very difficult for anyone to access it. But the best solution is to make it like technically impossible to give the only keys uh, to the user and. Again, to me, it's not just a matter of like, hey, what happens if Apple servers were breached? Um, it's a matter of of ethical responsibility because over a long enough timescale, it's inevitable that something will break, that something will leak, that some government somewhere will want to access that data, um, maybe by force. And to me, like, when you when you realize just how valuable all of that stuff is, um, even though that's that's still kind of not common understanding that this is important and valuable and worth protecting, um, it's just it's not enough to say, hey, uh, it's kind of hard, and we like to have analytics because we can make us grow five percent a year faster. It's it's a matter of like, hey, this is wrong. Yeah, I mean. I very nicely mentioned that our goal and our end game, and I'm, I'm I'm hoping that you know maybe in the next decade we'll be able to build Nosby in such a way that it will be yeah. completely encrypted. I mean, this yeah. is our goal, like without question. I I don't want to be able to see customer data at all. Like you yeah. know, it's 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 it, it it would be for me a relief actually <laughs> to to be able to have it. But for example, we're already doing the things that we can do. So, like yeah, for yeah. example, when you um, when you attach some uh, a task, uh, I mean um, a document to a comment to uh, uh, to a uh, to a to a task in Nosby, it uh, it it goes to Amazon servers, Amazon S three servers, encrypted. Are already and uh, the key encryption keys are already on the different servers. So, for example, if somebody would breach uh, the, the, this Amazon server where your important document is, the document is, is, is rubbish because they, they cannot uh, uh, decrypt it. So, so we're already doing you know these small stepping stones to be able to encrypt as much as we can. Um, again, for the you know for the, to, to to just protect the customer data as much as we can. Yeah, yeah, and 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 this is great. Like like that's um, that's kind of the. Um, that's the sort of thinking you do in in computer se- uh, security. Like you minimize the the surface area through which you can uh, access some data. So, in, in in your example, if if there are some auxiliary servers that only store data, uh, like if you can cut away some part of access to them, and like like that's that's better than, than nothing. The end the end game is is not um, not on the horizon just yet. I. I'm not aware of of anyone, uh, not even a, a big company, building what 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 would be this this ideal, like a a, a, a tool of like as complex as as Nasby that would be completely end to end encrypted. But I hope one day it becomes possible. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Okay. That's why you know we're again. What I just wanted to highlight is where you know, there is a choice. We can start the you know we can start things like this by like, for example documents on a server you know as it is, but we choose already to do it encrypted because we can. This is possible. But as you said, end-to-end encryption when you have a shared project with shared tasks delegated, you know, and different teams, you know, it's it's really it's really complicated and it's still not feasible at this moment. 
but I'm sure it's going to be it's, it's, it's coming it's coming and uh, uh, what as you said I applaud Apple for doing that uh, there are other you know solutions even Facebook has WhatsApp and WhatsApp is encrypted um, yeah but, but but they bought it from someone else so ah you see uh, exactly but they, you know but for example Facebook, Facebook, Facebook Messenger is not so um, yeah I prefer WhatsApp yeah. You know, if 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 given the choice, yeah, and 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 you know what? Like I I've heard stories from friends uh, how they would have ads popping up on Facebook, which, like, as far like like they would think about it deeply, and it's like an ad you'd you'd not expect to see, and like the only connection they can think of is something they they wrote to someone else on Facebook Messenger, like in a private con- conversation. That's super creepy, and you know oh, yes. it's 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 not just creepy, but it means this this data is is available, and it's available to a lot of servers crunching a lot of data, and and again over a long enough time span, it will leak and it will be damaging. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm what I'm concerned about, for example, is the customer awareness or awareness or or, or lack thereof, or yeah. or just plain lack of caring like people are so careless with that you know they post things on facebook which they shouldn't be posting they they um they given a choice they use the the tools which are inferior which don't have, offer encryption they don't care about it like apple is i applaud apple for you know highlighting this over and over again that they are you know they, they care about the privacy they have this differential privacy they have the the, the iMessage encrypted they they really Say, uh, I mean, say these things uh, to 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 give people. I mean, to make people aware that this is actually important. As you said, that this is you know, um, like using services from Google or from Facebook. You know, you're <laughs> you're a product, and then and and it's okay. I mean, it's okay to use them. You know, I still use Gmail, but my most important information is in Nosby, not in Gmail. So I don't really care. You know, this is just email. Um, but but uh, but I just use it for convenience. But. Uh, if you think about it, you know, uh, people are using, you know, are are are, um, are using these free tools for like with with and putting them putting their very very important information, and then later they are just you know uh, outraged that this is being used against them. <laughs> yeah, but m- more often than not, people are not outraged because there's just there just isn't enough awareness, I think, of of how dangerous this is over the long term, like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when when the the Snowden thing happened a, a few years ago, it's like a huge, big deal, right? About mm-hmm. how much the US government just, you know, spies on, spies on everyone. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, okay, so what? Like, like there just, just isn't the, the leap of, of, of imagination to extrapolate from that and see how this could end very badly. Yeah, and um, yeah, so you know, this is, I don't know, and, and that's why I think, again, Apple's, for example, as, as a good, you know, as a good citizen, their long-term game, long-term game is to make people aware of the, of this, and I'm not sure if it, you know, if it brings something. I hope more, you know, and more companies will will highlight that and will 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 explain to people. But I think people people have to really get burned to really mm-hmm. understand it. So yeah, so, I. I I think it's going to be a lot worse and actual, like, obviously bad things will happen um, before people will realize this. Um, and as for Apple, I, I get a sense we already discussed this briefly on the show, but uh, there is this notion that because Apple does end-to-end encryption, they cannot do 
uh, AI, they cannot do machine learning very well. And Apple has been pushing a lot of that over the last two years, getting a lot better fast. Mm-hmm. And I I wish they they prove to the world and, and not because I'm an Apple fan, but I want them to prove that it's it's possible to build a product that's that's good that takes advantage of technology like machine learning uh, without having to collect all the data and you know just just have user private user data available to them. Yeah, yeah. Another thing is uh, which I which I already mentioned briefly in the beginning of the show is that um, so stepping away from that is the the fact that when we design our application. Or any application, we design it for different for, for for a certain kind of usage, right? For a certain pattern of usage. Like as we as we said, there are there are some companies who are I mean who are focusing on your on your engagement, and engagement is the most important thing. It, they don't care if you um, I mean if 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 you really get a benefit or any benefit from this. The idea is that you have to spend as much minutes as many minutes as possible in the application as well, uh, as such. So. So this is for them. Uh, and for us, um, of course, engagement is really important. I mean, we want you to use Nosby to manage your tasks and projects. If you don't do it, you know, you might just fall out of, uh, you know, fall out of the wagon and just, just completely, you know, um, get disorganized. That's one thing. But second, th- th- second thing, which is even more important, is how we design things. You know, how we design our app. Uh, that very often we, you know, we place the button here because we don't want you to use it as many as, as often as possible, or we want, or we want you to use as often as possible like there are so many design decisions based on what we want you to do for your good or we don't want you to do and and in, in our case um uh, we drive we want to drive engagement by helping you you know g- g- you know add tasks as pos- as easily as possible or manage them with as few clicks as possible all these things but also um to teach you this i mean a certain style of productivity a certain style of getting things done and uh, some people might like it. Some people might not like it. That's fine. You know, I mean, the world is a big place, and there are many, you know, other solutions. But we have a certain style or certain, you know, theme or certain way of doing things. And uh, uh, what I really like about this is that this uh, keeps us focused. This keeps us questioning. Or I mean, should we for, for I mean, should we um, force the user to do this or that? But and also on the other hand, it uh, you know we also um, uh, discuss this and, and quarrel about it with our users that they no why are you doing this like that? Okay, actually because this is good for you because we want this and ah all right okay, this is you know I like it I like this fact that we can you know by interface design by you know process design in the application we can um, teach people things or teach people good habits or teach people you know some kind of behavior yeah i I agree and and sort of getting back to to the theme of ethical responsibility um i think it's problematic uh, this whole engagement tracking and and this whole obsession with analytics is problematic Uh, and 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 the reason why is because it just it causes you to optimize for the wrong things Mm -hmm. um like is it really a, a, a good thing that we we make uh, that you know the world creates apps which make, make make you addicted, right? Which are just like over time with analytics and engagement tracking and tracking how much time you spend on it, you know, to maximize it as much as possible, and you tighten the screws on the Skinner box, and then you're just like 
you know, pushing notifications and badges and like whatever you can do to drive engagement or in other words, addiction, right? That, that mm-hmm. you just you just teach your users to crave this this dopamine rush of the pull to re- refresh scanner box, like see the, if there's something new on the feed. And it's just like, you know, it, it, of course it's easier for us to say because we make a productivity tool, but but even for us, it would be easy to get obsessed with, with numbers and the wrong numbers and start tracking engagement seriously. And, you know, th- there's a bunch of things we track over time, but, but we don't obsess over it. We don't track how much time our users spend in the app uh, over time. Like, um, I think we have this data kind of by accident on iOS and Mac because of the, the bug tracking software we use. But it's like, like what what does it really say to us? Like, how is it a good thing that someone, you know, uh, spends more time in our app? What, what does it say to us? Like, like it, it doesn't tell you if they are spending more time in the app because they're using it as a trusted system to organize themselves better and they have a benefit from that. Or are they spending more time in it because we, you know, we we pushed so many um, notifications and badges and things popping up that <laughs> we just turned our users into machines that have to, you know, pull down to refresh to see if there's something new, which is not good for their psychology and it's certainly not good for the productivity, right? And 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 again, like for us, it's a bit easier to say because. If we're serious about productivity and we don't have a free app, we don't care about you know ad views or whatever. Uh, we want people to pay for the app because it's good. Uh, but still, like it's to me, it's a matter of ethical responsibility because I'm addicted to a bunch of stuff. I'm addicted to Twitter. I, I just I I feel this, and I don't want to be a part of this problem. I don't want to be the one creating software that makes people addicted. Yeah, th- 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 this, is, um, this is what I often discuss with people and also with new hires, which we just recently hired new people through our team, is that what I love about our business is the fact that it's not a creepy business. You know? yeah. <laughs> that I am not selling you cigarettes. I'm not convincing you to buy a crap software that, you know, I, with shady techniques so that, you know, I get you addicted or something like that. No. I'm selling you a tool that keep, gets you more organized that hopefully is only in the background, but your tasks matter, not you know the, the tool itself. The tool is in the background helping you achieve your goals. You know, like, like for me, um, what I'm always repeating to, to new hires especially is that, and also to ourselves, like just think about it. You know, every day people wake up in the morning and they open up Nosby to plan their day, to prepare, you know, like, like, this is amazing, you know, this is there's a big responsibility for us, but it's also like yeah. an amazing feeling that, you know, people depend on us that, you know, to, 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 for their agenda, for their, you know, goals. And, um, and, and that's why, as you said, I, I wouldn't want to be in any kind of different business that would, you know, be kind of creepy, you know, I, I want I, I mean, I'm just privileged and happy to be in this kind of business that I know when I'm selling you Nosby, I know I'm, I'm not selling you shit. I know I'm selling you something I, I, I believe in, I use every day, and you know, thousands of thousands of you are, are using every day. So I know that I'm, what I'm selling you is good. So, you know, it's, you know, this is, it's a privileged situation, but I, I can't imagine doing anything else. Now, 
now I, I hope you, you start to see why I care about this notion of ethical responsibility, because it's precisely because we're so privileged that it's easy for us to say, that it's easy for us to cut down um, on the things we we decide are, are, are not that good and mm-hmm. kind of be smug and proud of ourselves. But like, I want this, I don't know how to do it. I don't have the power to, <laughs> to do mm-hmm. it, but I want this to just become a value, to become something that, that people in this industry have in their minds uh, because a lot of businesses are much more difficult uh, from from that perspective and it's just very difficult to to have a business that just doesn't naturally drive you to collect a bunch of stuff because of ads or or whatnot right and it just i want this to be value in a value in people's heads because if people think about it in terms of like something they have to do because they're they're a software developer they they pledge to do good for the world because like of course they're a software developer this is a serious responsibility then maybe just maybe or maybe i'm being naive but 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 maybe the the world of software would be a bit less crappy and a bit less creepy um hope so yeah, but the thing is, the difference between uh, the difference between our business model and many other business models is the fact that we don't, as you said, depend on ads. We have a yeah. free tire of Nosby, but it's just you know for people to use for free, like up to, up to five projects. But the rest is is, is a paid product, and uh, and we live off the money. So we like our customers are co-investors in the company, kind of like they yeah. they they give us money, but very often, I mean, <laughs> most of the time. Uh, Businesses depend on ads, and ads, you know, and the, the the ad buyers they want to have as much information as possible to have the ads as targeted as possible, um, to have them have the ads as effective as possible, uh, which translates into as creepy as possible, right? Yeah. And and that's the problem of of many many businesses that they rely on ads, and that Google, as much as we love it as being you know crazy lab of crazy ideas, it is. A glorified ad agency. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's true. It it makes me think of of uh, the whole thing with um, journalism and, and, and newspapers. Uh, it used to be that journalism was about largely about you know it happened in newspapers, which had a geographic monopoly, and because they had a monopoly, uh, they were good profitable businesses, and they had the the margin, the resources to. Uh, to dedicate themselves to like proper journalism, and uh, of course you you can argue about that, and like everything wasn't so rosy and pretty, and I know all of that stuff. But but like the 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 whole point is that because like when something is a profitable business and there's margins, it's more likely that it's not super crappy. Whenever I mean you have the margin to invest in good stuff. I mean you because yeah. you have the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you can see that every time something becomes a complete commodity, it just becomes horrible. Like it's so hard to make, um, you know, money like to make good margins on, on being an airline, for example, right? Because it's it's a commodity. Like like the the service is the same. Like you might get a better, a slightly better food in Lufthansa than in United, but ultimately, what you care about is getting from point A to point B, and because it's the same. Uh, it's hard to make money because the price is the most important thing. And because of that, there's no margins. And because of that, airlines are horrible, right? And so with with newspapers, like this whole model has disappeared because of the internet. It's very hard to make money on journalism. 
And that's a problem because journalism is important, right? Good journalism is important, but but these days it's it's very hard to make money off of it. And if it's hard to make money off of it, all we see is clickbait and oh, yeah. driving engagement and tracking things to the max, right? To to sell the most creepy targeted ads possible and just spy on on on, on people. And it's like and it, it's hard to 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 go through it. And so w- what I said earlier before about hoping to have this value in people's heads, that's one thing. And, you know, I, I hope this will happen, but I also see how it, it's kind of, it, it might be naive to think that this will just happen. Uh, what, what makes me more hopeful is kind of systemic uh, solutions. So when we talk about surveillance and privacy, um, you know, saying like what what we uh, what we say uh, we we do, that's important. That's good. Uh, the fact that we have a business model that doesn't um, incentivize us to spy on our users is better. But what's best is a technical solution that prevents us from it completely, right? And so, I don't see a good solution to it yet. But I want to to see business models and and other kinds of systems I, I I'm not thinking of right now that would make it possible to create for example sustainable journalism that doesn't require uh, you to be creepy right because like when all you have is like everything flowing down to Facebook and Google and the product is free and people don't see a point in paying for that then you it just the the structure of incentives, gets us to the point where we are now. So I don't have a good answers, but like uh, values is one thing, but I want to see better technical solutions, better business models, like better structural solutions that they wouldn't incentivize this happening. Yeah, but there is light in the end of the tunnel, actually, actually I think. Um, it, people, on one hand, you know, they, they are addicted to social media and to Facebook and to Google and whatever. But on the other hand, um, there is this slowly you know appearing uh, model you know like for example the max stories like they have the club max stories and they charge you know a, a monthly fee to, mm-hmm. to to be in the club and then there there is like, like the the new york times i think is pretty successful with their subscription model like um, there are emerging uh, models and people uh, start appreciating paying and supporting um you know new sources that they that they have and um and uh, so hopefully, you know, it's 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 gonna be you know it's gonna be sustainable for them, and then then when it when it is so sustainable for them, they have the resources to investigate to do a really good yeah. job, and um, so I think I think you know it's a yeah there there is a light in the end of the tunnel, but it's a slow process uh, because it's a big leap and it's a big change that happened. You know, the the the, the model the, the business models of yesteryear uh, just don't apply anymore, and um, yeah they have to change, and uh, people also, as you said, have to change their their minds and their mindsets um, and appreciate uh, good journalism appreciate good art appreciate uh, you know good design and appreciate ethics and 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 values uh, there i just hope we don't have to go through the extremely painful process of it (laughs) becoming a catastrophe first before people wake up that it will happen kind of gradually enough that you know that will just go go through it, and you know it, it will be a threat that could have been but never materialized. I I, I wish that on the world. 